Hi, this is Steve-O from the 4i Radio Network. I'm here to talk to you about one of our great sponsors called Revenge Lover Designs. Illustrates and designs that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. Hey there, true listeners. This is Kyle from the Longbox Cast, and you're listening to another great 4i Radio podcast. For more great shows, check out 4iradio.com. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash longboxcast. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle-belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year It's the half-happiest season It is the happiest season of all, kids. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of... Of the Not Another Bee Horrorcast. Yes, we are back, and yes, we actually have a current movie that we actually watched. Um, before we get into that, though, of course, I am Stevo, along with my—I don't even know how to. I try selling sex on the podcast; it doesn't work, so I'm just gonna say. And here's Anna. Yeah, you always say it's so depressing. You gotta get more. Okay, talk like how you talk at like the breaks and stuff at work. Like you don't seem to have any like, emotion. Oh my god, is not that like better? that. No, no, that's not how you talk like at break. I don't know how I talk at break. I don't know. I'm just a very laid back person. No, unless you're I not. Have a lot you're of people... a spaz and a half. Not around most people. I'm just a spaz around you because I know you can deal with it. No, I don't deal with it. I medicate myself like I'm doing right now on this podcast. It's not medication. That's beer. It's the same thing. Medication Pretty and sure beer. you can't get a medication from the doctor. Or medication. I'm pretty sure you can't get a prescription from the doctor for beer. And I'm pretty sure beer has never qualified as a uh, medication. So... Well, I Although Coke different. has. Not Coke as in cocaine, but Coke as in Coca-Cola. Anyways. And it used to be green. Sorry. Anyway, so you can listen to us on 4iradio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Zoom Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, SoundCloud, Player FM, Pod Directory, and don't forget to check out our sponsors, Revenge Lover Designs, illustrates and designs that fit your personalities. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. We also have another sponsor, but they have not given us... <laughs> this is the weird part. We have a sponsor that was just at Fanfare um, Comic-Con thing this past weekend. They paid the money and everything like that, but we haven't started their contract because they haven't given us a script or anything to read, and I don't know why. So they basically just paid like all this money up front for nothing right now. So hey, hopefully, money for you guys. Hopefully we'll figure something out with them. But of course, it's the holiday season, so if you want to go shopping, go to Amazon.com, go to the Sasquatch.net, click on the Amazon banner, and shop like you normally do. We'll get a little taste if you do. We're also trying to implement this one. Not only can you go to the Sasquatch to do it, but we're going to put it on other websites as well. Also, don't forget to check out the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash notanotherbhorrorcast. Give us a like, because I'm going to say this. We got our numbers back for a couple of our episodes, and we've been hitting about 200. It's been re- fluctuating from like 200, like... I would say 60 was probably like the highest to 215. So getting 200-something listens and only having 49 likes on the Facebook page, come on, people. You know Maybe we talk about it. People are just listening to the same episodes over and over and over again. No, it won't. Uh, it, won't reg- it doesn't oh, register a uh, second listen. So these are all 200 brand new people that keep listening to the, the episode. I mean, it might be the same people listening to the episodes, but if they try to re-listen to the episode, it doesn't count again. 
Oh, that's kind of cool-ish, I guess. It's because then you could just sit there and just kind of try to listen to all your episodes and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and thanks for listening then, guys. Yeah, we appreciate so it. We do appreciate that. We're just trying to figure out, like, do you guys not like Facebook, not in social media? And, of course, if you want to find us on Twitter, we're at BHorrorCast as well. So now that we got all that stuff Yeah, come out find of the way, us on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a comment so we can insult you back or tell you how wonderful of a person you are. Why would you? Why? Okay, you just repeated what I just said. Did I? Yeah, I just mentioned the Facebook page, and they're like, "Hey, talk about the." Fa-. I said, Anna, "Give us a comment get on the page." You said, "Give us a like," and I said, "Give us a comment." No, they don't have to give. Us, I don't care about comments. But I, I, get I enough, want people to comment and say hi. They won't. No. Well, that's because they hate you. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm very loved on all my podcasts. Yeah, nowhere else. <clears throat> Anyways. Yeah, right, we're down here. <laughs> Is this the last podcast ever? Yeah, this is. I'm I'm looking for a new co-host. Okay. Wait, I... Uh, never mind. Uh, uh, yeah, mm. that's what I thought. Anyways. Anyways, Anna, how's your week been? Uh, gearing up for the holiday season? Do anything exciting since we last spoke? Well, I got some stuff in the mail that I ordered and had to return some stuff, so that was exciting. Um, other than that, really haven't done much. Just work. Lots and lots of work. And making sure that my mother wasn't dead. That too. That. <laughs> what about you? Nothing. Just trying to figure out how to get through the rest of this week before payday, so I can actually buy small fragments of food. Um, you know what? Screw um, screw going to the Facebook page for like. Go find my PayPal account and give me some money. That'd be nice, kids. Yeah, you can support the GoFundSteve account. GoFundSteve food in my belly account. Um, Hashtag feed Steve. So, of course, like I said at the beginning of the show, we did see a current movie. We finally saw Krampus or Krampus or Krampus or Krampus or Kupus or Balls I, Deep. I think it's Krampus. Well, I don't know. Or, or if you're from, yes, I was going to say if you're foreign, oh, it's Krampus. Krampus. Um, yeah, so, so that's a brand new movie that just came out and then um so but before we dive into that because i know oh i'm gonna say this now it is going to be a spoiler episode a lot of the movies that we have already talked about have been out for quite some time so it's kind of a give or take kind of thing but uh this one has just come out it's only been out for probably about a week maybe two i think it's only been out for a week because we went and saw it like two days after it came out no the day it came out we saw it came out on the fourth so last week yes (laughs) um did we see it on Thursday? No, we saw it the day it came out, Friday the 4th. Uh, I don't know why I was thinking movies come out on Thursday. Maybe because I'm retarded. Um, well, they have the midnight showings on Thursday. Yeah, That's but we why. Did I apologize. Not, we I didn't see it that. Theater. We saw it the day everybody else could see it because we don't get any free passes or anything like that. Sadly, no. That would be awesome if we did. But... So I want to give you guys, there's a warning right here, so we're giving you that warning right now throughout the show, and then I'll probably do another spoiler warning before we start to talk about the movie. But before we jump into things, I'm probably not I'm not going to go through this entire list, but apparently there's been a, there's a list put together on the 9th of December, uh, the 20 best Christmas horror movies, which this would have been great to have before we were trying to find movies for the the horror podcast. So well, that would be today, I guess. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm that's, saying. This would have yeah. been great to have back in like I don't know November. Right. Um. But anyway, so so number twenty is called Elves. Uh, eight, 1989. It came out. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. That's so boring. there's that one, and looks pretty uh, gruesome. Then there's the Don't does Open it have Until. A, uh, little description of what the movie's about, or does I it just guess. say evil elves or 
No, it just says. To kill you. Oh, that's your page is awesome. Doesn't give you the. It wouldn't let me scroll over, so I was like, awesome, thank <laughs> you. Okay, elves came in in 1989. Let's see. These elves aren't your typical joy making. Instead, they bring terror to the holidays and attempt to get rid of Santa. And a boy are these elves' ugly images. One of the savages from the descendant in uh, a saint uh, a Santa hat. Uh, no, it doesn't really give much of a. I guess these evil elves are trying to kill Santa. Is that which seems kind of counterintuitive to the fact that elves are supposed to be Santa's little helpers, unless they're helping Santa commit suicide. I don't see how that's helping him. Anyways, continue. Okay, did you really need to start putting? Okay, if you want to give me a list, give me a little bit of the plot and not your little, huh, I'm funny, because I hate to break it to you, a uh, games raider, you're not funny. The other one is called Don't Open Till Christmas. This is number 19, 1984. And what I love is I'm trying to read the thing, so it's all like, unfortunately, the title isn't referring to that bb 8 toid you secretly deep been dropping hints about since September. Ugh. Yeah, don't, you're not funny, stop it. Um, let's see. Ch -ch -ch -ch. This unspeakable horror Are you is a sure serial... that was actually intended to be funny? Because okay, uh, why would you write it? Anything that yeah. I write that I'm trying to be funny or not trying to be funny that is funny, I put it in something if I'm writing it. Okay, if I'm trying to give you a brief description of something, I would not try to be funny. Any okay, you know what? I'm just gonna skip. Let's just go. Yeah, to let's the... just skip the descriptions and just name off the movies. And if yeah. we are interested in it, we can read it. Uh, to all a good night came out in 1980. Uh, let's see. I was actually about to just skip right to the um, uh, zombie Silent Night, Zombie Night uh, came out in 2019. What? Or 2009. Oh, I was gonna say I think I've heard of that, and then you said 2019. I was like, wait, four years uh, into the future. Wind Chill uh, came out in 2007. Some of these I haven't even heard of. Uh, a Christmas Horror Story, which is apparently came out in 2015. Oh. Um, how does this Krampus find time evil when he's down in the gym? I guess it's just huge just demon thing or whatnot. No, again, I try to read this person's crap. Silent Night, Bloody Night came out in 1974. I believe we have mentioned that a while ago. Santa Slay came out in 2015. This is just one of those Santa decides I'm just going to kill a bunch of people. Uh, oh, one we're actually going to watch next or talk about next week we just watched was a P2. Came out in 2007. Uh, then we have Scent. Uh, came out S C E N T or S E N T? S I N T. S I what? Scient. I think it's a Scient. Dutch. It's a Dutch film. Oh, um, came out in 2008. Sense. Ten. Uh, then we have Silent Night, uh, 2012. Wait, so there's Silent Night, Deadly Night, and then there's Silent Night. There's a bunch of different ones. Oh. Um, of the, then there's the Children that came out in 2008. Of the corn? No, it just says the children. Oh. Uh, number eight is Dead End, 2003. Then we have Tales from the Crypt, 1972. I guess there was a Killer Santa idea in one of the first uh, ones. Oh. Uh, another movie we actually opened the show with was Jack Frost in 1997. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible movie. This one I wanted to watch, and hopefully we can watch it for next year, but i got to find it. Uh, Rare Export, A Christmas Tale. Um, I think we talked about that a little bit last week. Did we? Uh, you know, I, I'm just realizing that you don't pay attention to anything. So uh, We might have, <laughs> but I don't recall. Well, for one thing, I have a terrible memory. And for another thing, I don't really remember anything about it. So. Uh, that's all right. We'll, we'll talk about it some other time when we actually find the movie to watch. Cool. Um, <clears throat> then we have Christmas Evil. 
As came out in 1980. As opposed to regular evil, because somehow Christmas evil is worse. Uh, let's see. Then we have The Pages Want to Work. Oh, I love that movie. It's so interesting. Well, I don't know what the one movie is, because this thing stopped working. But uh, I believe number two... Let's see, is it going to work now? Nope. Probably not. Well, I believe number two is Gremlins, which we talked about. And then I believe number one is probably Black Christmas. The original came out in probably 1979, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So, what is Black Christmas? Black about? Christmas is takes place in a sorority house where a bunch of people are getting murdered on Christmas Eve. They think it's somebody they actually killed, and then they find out that the person's been in the attic the entire time, killing everybody. Oh. Uh, they did a remake, I think, back in 2000. I don't know if it was 2003 or 2005, but. Huh. Well. But um, yeah. So, uh, Games Raider. I don't even use you for gaming news for a podcast, so I'm not even going to use you for this anymore. That was horrible. Um, <clears throat> See, this is why people shouldn't even attempt to be funny, because if you're attempting it then and you fail, then just don't even try anymore. Just give up on life. So, just go kill yourself. Um, this is something that I saw that the Nerdist posted. Um, it's nine facts about Krampus, St. Nicholas' demonic companion. So I figured we could Ooh. dive into... This would hopefully be a lot better than their stupid Wikipedia page somebody put up of Krampus that didn't tell me shit. Um, so anyways, so number one, uh, Krampus is a Christmas demon. Mm -hmm. Uh, who is Krampus? As in an Austrian and across the German speaking Alpine region, the demonic character is a cruel part of the holiday season. He's a devilish figure with long horns and a goat beard, much like your typical portrayer of a portrayal of Satan. Uh, you might see him uh, posed harmlessly on a greeting card or a reproduced in a chocolate uh, or figurines. Uh, but you might also encounter a uh, possessor of the Krampus stalking through the town uh, with uh, bells and chains immediately on lookers and whipping them with a blunt, uh, a bundle of sticks. So basically, he's a badass goat dude. Mm hmm what I want to kind of know is, this is jumping to the spoilers a tiny bit early, but mm -hmm. what's up with his helpers? Like his little elves, because they are creepy. I'm not even talking about like the toys, I'm talking about the actual No, elves. no, no, I know what you're talking about, the the elves, but I, I don't know, because that's the first time I've ever heard he actually had... Yeah, I had no idea that he thing. had helpers. I mean, based on the American Dad, I thought he just had like a bunch of bidets and dishes that hung out with <laughs> Sorry. Uh, December 5th, though, belongs to Krampus. If you survive, you might get presents. Uh, December 5th uh, is Krampus Notch, if I'm reading that correctly. Probably um, knocked. Wouldn't there be a K in there? N-A-C-H-T, knocked. Well, C-H is funky in other languages. Anyways. Okay, so we'll go with Krampus Not. Um, when Krampus uh, reigns in the real world and people might attend Krampus Balls. <laughs> I think he meant Krampus Ball. But they put balls. Uh, or young... <laughs> well, maybe like because there's plural Krampus balls across Europe or maybe, I in don't know. different towns. Anyways, continue. Or young men from the local Krampus uh, groupie might don carven wooden masks, cowbells, chains, and elaborate costumes to run through the town in a Krampus... Oh, okay, that's what it... It's Krampus Slough. I think it's pronounced Slough. Uh, means Krampus Run. 
Ooh, <clears throat> you should totally do that next year. Just like put on a wooden mask and chains and run through Tempe. It would be awesome. So this is uh, frightening and sometimes beating um, people. <laughs> According to the legend, Krampus will spend the night visiting each house. He might leave bundles of sticks or bad children. Uh, no, for bad children. Or he might just hit them with the uh, sticks instead. He might toss them in a sack or basket on his back and then throw in a stream. Or he might straight up take them to hell. Okay. The next day, no, is uh, St. Nicholas Day. Um, the same as St. Nicholas, whose Dutch name, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right, so number three, uh, Krampus may be a monster, but he pals around with Saint Santa. Okay. <laughs> he pals around with Satan. Satan. <laughs> I was like, that's just two <laughs> negatives. Uh, the original Krampus was purely pagan creation. Uh, said to be the son of Helm from Norse, uh, Norse <clears throat> mythology, but he got uh, he got grafted onto Christmas traditionally as a sidekick of Saint Nicholas, similar to the f- uh, the figures like uh, oh, I don't even know how to pronounce any of these ones, uh, Zwart Piet in the Netherlands and Nick Nekchin. Rupert in Germany? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> since the 17th century of the twos have been linked in a sort of Christmas yin-yang, with Krampus as St. Nicholas' dark companion, uh, costume figures of the two traditional visit houses, businesses together on uh, Krampusness, and St. Nick brings the gifts, and Krampus brings the pain. Um, maybe we'll get that. The sequel next year is Santa versus Krampus. Um, well, it wouldn't be really versus, because wouldn't they be working together? Like, Santa's like, eh, these are bad, go get them. Like, well, maybe Santa starts showing up to towns like, okay, well, I'm about to get into the movie stuff. Anyways, um, Krampus, uh, Krampus reveals with uh, will hit, push, and whip uh, spectators at their parades. Ooh. Uh, the legend of Krampus Kinky. whips people with uh, his uh, uh, his bundles, uh, his uh, literally, but he's a literal demon. Surely the costume human Krampus uh, parties wouldn't engage in such violence, right? Wrong. He's a... Dis- God, all these fucking... Anyways, okay, so Grandpa's does shit. Uh, this is kind of getting boring. Uh, I mean, it's interesting, <laughs> but me reading it is probably very boring. I did post this on our Facebook page, so if you do want to check it out or whatnot, um, I was trying to see... Uh, there is this, number eight, Krampus uh, masks are uh, valuable pieces of folk art. Um, oh, that makes sense. And you can celebrate Krampus even if you're in the U.S. I kind of figured you'd be able to do that. Oh, here we go. This puts uh, Krampus has been increasingly popular on the side of the on the other side of the pond. He shows up on uh, Venture Brothers, Grimm, Supernatural, uh, The Colbert Report, and American Dad. Wait, when did he show up in Supernatural? Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't know. Because I don't remember that episode. I guess I'll have to go back and look there's, for him. And then there's even the America, the inspired horror movie, just out in time for the Krampischnitt. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure that's exactly how you say it. There's a lot of phlegm going on over there. <laughs> so, yeah. So, go to your local libraries, kids, to check out Krampus. Um library well i guess yeah you uh, could no i'm saying library because most of the time people be like well, just, i'll put it this way i would say your phone but half the time people don't even use their phone correctly they'll be like who's this person that's on stage right now and it's all like paul mccartney i don't know who that is google it dumbass it's on your phone where you just tweeted who the fuck is this person <laughs> this is very true and I wonder if I should probably research that and see if there's any books on like Kindle or like in Barnes and Noble or something like that about Krampus, because you'd actually be a very interesting 
figure to cover. Wow, this is like the... So, anyways, this is... Uh, we will talk about Krampus, which we just saw uh, last week. Um, the movie is rated PG-13, which I was very kind of surprised. Um, well, they did only say fuck twice. No, it wasn't like that. I just meant like with when they showed the previews uh, before they even had it rated, I was like, oh, we're going to get a rated R movie, and then it turned around to be PG-13. So that was kind of a letdown for me. But, but it was still pretty close to R, I think. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, 90, uh, ni- uh, 98 minutes. Uh, it's classified as a comedy fantasy horror, uh, and it came out on December 4th in 2015. So, uh, this is IMDB, uh, this little description of what they say. It says, a boy who has, who, a boy has a bad Christmas and ends up accidentally summoning a Christmas demon to his family home. Uh, it's directed by Michael, uh, Doherty, um, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, he is the same director as uh, Trick or Treat, uh, which I did not know until last week when we were talking about it. Um, it was written by him as well, and also written by uh, Todd Casey. Uh, it stars Adam Scott. If you don't know who Adam Scott is, he uh, you mentioned he was the uh, brother in the you... older brother in Step Brothers, mm-hmm. and then he's also been in Parks and Recs, which I've known him from that. Uh, you have Tony Collette, uh, David Croshin, I think I pronounced his name wrong, but I know him from he's been on in Anchorman, and he's the voice of Dick on American Dad and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. So um, there's another woman on it. I forget her name, uh, but she's on Fargo right now uh oh yeah that uh the aunt the aunt she's a great actress so yeah so that's the little description of that movie but uh so before i tell you uh what imdb gave it i know what she's from i know this is completely random and i'm but i'm not 100 percent. but i'm pretty sure she is the maid on two and a half men or at least if she's not the maid she sounds a hell of a lot like her no she's not the maid on two and a half man no okay i don't think so the, they have the... very similar voices then oh she might be i'm not sure i can't and i don't have my phone right now because my phone is almost dead so so um let's see so um <coughs> before we dive into everything like that so yes this is a spoiler we're going into spoilers and everything like that so um I will say this. So the movie starts off, and I think it starts off as the best way to describe the holiday season that I've ever seen in my entire life. Whether or not it's uh, it it takes this part takes place during the Black Friday sales, or they're just basically making fun of Black Friday sales, they nailed, nailed it. it. Uh, what I like about this movie, though, is is it's it is I would say it is a horror film, but it's a very it's a very fun horror film. The fact that I like having another kind of Christmas movie, and I will kind of classify this as a Christmas movie, and something I guarantee when it finally comes out uh, on Blu-ray and DVD, I will probably purchase this movie and I will probably watch it every Christmas because it it actually kind of brings you into the Christmas season. It's got Christmas songs, it's got wholesome stuff in the beginning, like a little bit. Um, and actually, I think. I think in a twist kind of way, it makes you appreciate family because of just how dark everything gets and how far down the rabbit hole everything goes. Like, it kind of reminds you, like, you really should appreciate your family because you don't know when they're going to... For one thing, you don't know when they're going to leave, but for another thing, like... At least you don't have to spend every minute of every day with them, basically. Yes. Yeah, so, um, but yeah. So the opening sequence is basically a bunch of shoppers running into a store and just like trampling, trampling people. people, fighting people, just pushing people, just punching people, getting like the best toy in the world. And to me, that it's kind of sad because if you think about, if you watch a lot of the old Christmas movies, and I'm not talking about any kind of old horror Christmas movies, but I mean just normal Christmas movie in general, it's not like that. You have people like 
helping people, have people being very friendly, friendly. But the problem is, is that is all very big fantasy. Maybe sometime in the back in the day, it used to be like that. But we have grown up in a society now where it's just who can get the best deals, who can get it faster. Um, I mean, fuck, I was getting hit up uh, on my phone even after Cyber Monday that people are like, hey, these sales are still going on. These sales are still going on. It's like, fuck off. Like, I, okay, I didn't buy anything, and I'm not going to buy anything right now. So piss off. Like, Guitar Center was really hassling my ass for it. And the last time I bought something from a Guitar Center was literally probably a year ago. Yeah, I think I still get emails from, like, a motorcycle, like, motorcycle association or something. I'm like, okay, I've never, like, I haven't even talked to you guys in about three years. Just leave me alone. Um, but yeah, so I think that opening sequence was hilarious. It's very funny. It brings you into everything. And then, of course, you meet the family. That's basically your entire antagonist. I love how they meet the family, too, because the way you meet the family is it's showing this nativity scene and this kid just straight up punches another kid and he gets into this huge fist fight. And that's how you meet everyone. Yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> if it was um, it was. Who was it? It was a reindeer getting his ass handed to him by, I believe, Joseph. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Um, so, yeah, so that's pretty funny. So the parents come in. They come home. they basically having a little talk with the son going, like, why would you do this? All this kind of stuff. Things. Um, you can kind of see how distant everything is. There's a grandmother who obviously is from another country because she'll speak in a different language. I think um, she's Swedish. Yeah, I was gonna figure figure we'd get to her background in a bit. Um, you have the dad who seems to be very busy with work all the time. He's always either traveling somewhere or whatnot. And even the mom mentions he's like, "I thought you were not gonna work." He says, "I wasn't. I was like, he's like, I was still gonna take calls." It's yeah, not he like said, a, "I said I wasn't gonna travel, not travel. that I wasn't gonna t- take calls." Um, so. so you have that. You have a very high strung mother, and then you also have a daughter who could care less about everything because she's a teenager, and that's what teenagers do nowadays. Where it's like, I need to spend time with my boyfriend. That's more more important to me than and my boyfriend hasn't texted me in five minutes there must be something wrong yeah kind of thing so you kind of get the scene of okay you know so then of course then the in-laws or uh her the mother's sister comes in the her so their aunt and she's married to a guy who um i guess is not so i'm gonna say they're probably he's like, a redneck uh, well i was gonna say they're upper class and they're probably like middle class because you can see they're kind of struggling i guess um is the concept that they were having and of course then i guess uh and so of course there's the tension between like the upper class family versus middle class family and or i guess almost like middle slash lower because they're you know they're talking about like how they're struggling financially and later in the movie and stuff like that yeah so trying to get the scene and then of course and i believe i think it's it's their it's their aunt the two sisters but i believe it's their mom's sister yeah that would if be i'm not aunt. mistaken and she's very um she's probably not the favorite uh, she's very bitchy. She tells it like it is, though. She's very blunt. <laughs> it's um, hilarious. She's hilarious, though. I did like that character very much. Um, so, of course, you set the scene. Basically, there's a huge fight at dinner at one point. Um, basically, uh, two of the kids are making fun of the younger child uh, because he still believes in Santa. And, he and had because he wrote a letter to Santa Claus. So they start reading his letter out loud at the table and embarrasses him. And so everyone is just kind of taken well, aback because, for one thing, the letter is incredibly honest and points out exactly what's going on. And for another thing, like, it's just like it's it kind of like. I understand that this is probably how family works, but it still kind of irritated me just watching it from, like, th- uh, like I guess, an outside perspective. Because I'm like, come on. Because everyone was basically defending the twins who were reading off the letter and not the little boy who 
um, wrote the letter in the first place. You're like, oh no, don't be mean to him. And it's just like, ugh. Like, it just, it made me, it made me mad. Yeah, so basically all this is happening, I believe, on a December 22nd is when this happens, because the next morning, uh, oh, the kid goes upstairs, basically rips up his letter and kind of throws it out the window, which I guess, I guess um, you'll find, it, we'll get to the part, but you find, uh, all of a sudden a storm starts brewing and a really bad uh, blizzard comes in on the town, and it's the next morning. So on December 23rd, uh, the family realizes they have lost power, they don't have heat, uh, they're trying to figure out where the storm came from because it was like pretty much cloudy and everything like that. And then um, I think the yeah. only thing that shows up basically that entire day is there's a UPS driver that stops by the house. Or no, it's not. It's a DHL. Haha. Yeah, it was a DHL. And then there's another bag next to the door. And then he actually makes a great joke. He's like, no, it must have been the boys in brown or something like that talking about UPS. So they bring this large bag, this mysterious large bag, in along with the other gifts into the room um, and put it by the tree. So this is this is basically the first part of maybe the creepiness, but you probably going to mention the snowman? Uh, no, actually, I was going to bring up one thing that I thought was interesting is whenever he gets really frustrated after, like, whenever the little boy who wrote the letter gets really frustrated and he tears his letter up and throws it out the window, like, instead of the the papers because you know they always have that whole thing about the papers like flitting around and you know floating you know into the wind whatever mm -hmm. like it actually takes the there's a weird wind that comes up and it takes up the pieces of his letter and pulls them up into the sky and you're like well that's kind of interesting and then that's whenever the storm comes in so it's kind of like krampus received his letter and received his quote-unquote wishes so yeah, so there's that. So basically, the parent, the the family's trying to figure out what's going on with this weather, the snow, the power's out. They're trying to realize if there's anybody else's power out or whatnot. And of course, uh, the son noticed there's a weird snowman outside, which I think is funny. He's like, "Well, who built it?" Like valid question. Like every, he's like, "There's yeah. a snowman outside." And everyone's like, "Yes." So yeah, it's snowing. Like kind of and thing. Like, like normal. But who, who? But who built it? And they're like, "Ah." Now I understand. I understand. Parents and everybody in horror movies get um. Get their uh, common sense gland removes, uh, meaning they don't make the best decisions sometimes. So the thing I thought was very weird is the girl's complaining about her, how she hasn't heard from her boyfriend. There's no signal. There's none of this. She's like, look, I'm only going to be gone an hour. Now, if it wasn't a blizzard and it was just a normal kind of snow day or something like that and there wasn't anything kind of suspicious, I think as a parent, I'd be like, that's fine. It's a block away. Go ahead. But it is still storming. Like, the snow is still coming down. Is all these things of snow, and they're like, no, be longer than an hour. Like, just send her on her way kind of thing. And I'm like, it's a blizzard. Like, if it wasn't a blizzard, like, if it was just a, like the snow fell and we have cover, like, send your child out. Yeah, that's fine or whatnot. But it was just, like, very bizarre. Well, I mean, it might be different if you live in that in the east in the northeast, like if because you have to deal with that a lot. So maybe it's just a different mindset for them. But because I mean, I know I was talking to my friend who used to live in Michigan, and he basically said, "Yeah, three feet of snow, we're still fine." Like he's like, "I know I moved to Indiana, and like three inches of snow, and everyone freaks out." He's like, "It's just a different mindset. Like I guess it depends on like what you deal with, you know, what you're used to." So. And I mean, obviously, if we see any snow, we start flipping out. Now, I will say this. Now, this, now, what we're about to get into is starts where everything kind of starts to unravel and fall into place and all this kind of stuff. So, so I will say this. There is a bit of the movie where you're kind of going, when the fuck does shit start coming down? But to me, I think they blended a really good uh, sense of comedy and setting up a dysfunctional family that you kind of almost forget 
about the shit that's going to be hitting the fan soon. So, so at this point in the movie, then she goes off to walking to her boyfriend's house. Oh, you have more stuff to add? Yes, I was just going to add. So she's walking to her boyfriend's house, and the grandma, like, well, I'm just adding on to it. Like, while this is happening, the grandma, like, I think it's very interesting. Like, she's literally the eye of the storm. She's just, like, really calm, and, like, she's trying to, like, keep everybody calm. And she makes hot chocolate, you know, by the fireplace since, you know, everything else isn't working. And she makes this weird comment to her son that she, where she just says, keep the fire hot in Swedish, obviously. But she's a very interesting character. And it's really, really interesting to watch her progression throughout the film as opposed to everyone else's because everyone else is getting more and more freaked out. And she just gets more and more calm like she's. Because at the beginning, whenever the blizzard first started, she was really agitated. And it's just like, it's this weird, like, transition of everyone starts freaking out and she starts, like, kind of, like, accepting what's going to happen and kind of, like, keeping everyone else calm around her. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that is a really... I do want to talk about when we get to that part with her, when you find out her backstory, which I thought was very interesting how they did it. So, yeah, so she goes walking to her boy. Beth goes walking to her boyfriend's house, and then all of a sudden, uh, like, it's very blizzardy and stuff like that, and then she hears, like, this sound, like, these, like, something, like, almost on a roof, like, kind of thing, and she's, like, looking around, looking around. Finally, she just sees this figure. Well, she hears sleigh bells. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, she's hearing noises, yeah. but she's hearing, like, clamping on, like, a rooftop, and she's like, what is this thing? So she finally kind of looks up, and she sees this just this figure, just this huge horns and everything like that, and then she screams and takes off running back down the street, and the thing's, like, literally jumping from house to house. And then she finally finds, like, a uh, the, U- the, the DHL truck or whatnot and realizes the man inside is uh, frozen to death. Uh, she climbs underneath the car and trying to not freak out. And, of course, you see basically Krampus lands and kind of walking around the truck, you know, building that suspense and everything like that. And then all of a sudden, like, he leaves. You're like, oh, okay, everything's good. Now, honestly, I did not see the, the, the deaths in this movie. I did not see a lot of them coming. I saw that one coming, especially because she couldn't keep herself quiet whenever Krampus was walking around the the DHL truck. I was like, oh yeah, she's gonna die. What was it even that? And I was expecting him. I was actually expecting him to like lift up the truck and flip it. But then I was like, when at the second that like they showed like what he did, I was like, oh okay, that makes sense. Well, it wasn't even that, but I just figured like there's all the characters that were in the movie. Like I did not see the the people that I saw getting killed off. I did not see coming. I guess. In the beginning, because I figured they would be killing off more of the adults right away before they would be doing yeah, stuff. That's to the, true. It was kind of it was it's very kind of a weird uh, sequence of deaths. Yeah. So basically, yeah. So then, what I like is they did the Jackie Lantern, or the the Jack of the Box kind of toy thing. It pops up. You don't really see. You just hear her screaming. Uh, then it kind of ends, and then of course. Well, the creepiest thing was it opened, and it looked like nothing came out, and then you just saw these two little claws like reach over the edge of the box, and oh, she starts right. screaming, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, because of course everyone knows in a Jack in a Box there's a clown, and of I'm Steve very well knows I hate clowns. So everybody, you should friend Anna on Facebook and just spam her with clowns. No. You can friend us on the poor podcast and send us clowns to that inbox and then Steve can delete them for me. Oh no, I won't be deleting I'll be forwarding them to you. Fine. I'll have someone I'll have an auditor go through my mail. You can't afford an auditor. We both know this. Uh, I never said I would pay them anything. 
I will say this. Whoever can send Anna a scary clown picture that gets her so creeped out that she can't sleep for days, I will give you a pop vinyl horror figure of your choice. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so you. Tom and Sarah grow, you know, worry about Beth being missing and stuff like that. So Tom and his brother-in-law, Howard, uh, they go ahead and take his, uh, I like how they say truck, but it's clearly a Hummer. In the movie? Yeah. Um, and they go, basically... Well, technically, he calls it Bessie. Yeah, Bessie. Um, <laughs> so, it's it's actually kind of funny, because, like, they go out there, and they're looking for uh, they're looking for her, and they're noticing, like, um, st- a bunch of houses. When they're driving down the street, they start looking around, going, like, this doesn't look right, and everything like that. And what I kind of was... I thought was... I literally thought this movie was just going to be Krampus's uh, terrorizing this family. But he basically just terrorized this entire town or neighborhood or whatnot, because you start looking at houses, and, like, doors are broken into... And windows are smashed, and like chimneys are damaged, and it's just like, okay, what the hell is going on? Yeah, here? lights are off everywhere. Like, yeah, it's very kind of creepy. And what I like is, uh, they go outside and they see a truck. Uh, it's like a, it's a snowmobile, and they're like, oh, I guess the guy didn't get uh, bailed or oh, it's whatnot. It's a snowplow. Yeah, the snowplow. Yeah, and they're sitting there going like, and I like how all of a sudden he's all like, oh, the guy just took off or whatnot, and he's like. Oh, no, he thinks he's like, oh, the guy just flew out of the window or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, he's like, oh, the guy must have jumped out of the window. Yeah, and then he's all like, yeah, but the glass is on the inside. Like, somebody broke through it, you know, like from the opposite end of the, the outside of the truck or whatnot. So it's kind of building uh, tension and stuff. What I kind of like is, like, so they go into the boyfriend's house. They notice the entire place is destroyed. The door is open. It's frozen inside. They're walking around. They're looking at stuff. You see a gingerbread man, like, stabbed to the side of the fridge. I loved that. That was awesome. And then what I like is like they're looking at the chimney and they're all and what I, this is what I like about this because in your like head and specter you're trying to come up with the logical stuff they're like oh maybe a gas line broke or something like that because like the chimney's just, just totally destroyed like from the inside coming down and then he looks down he's all like oh what the like deer come in here or something like that because he just sees the hoof prints he's like yeah I don't know anything that stands straight up though yeah he's like, like I don't know of anything that that that's that big that stands on its hind legs and then it's crazy because <laughs> that print was huge yeah so you see like the huge goat prints and then all of a sudden you hear Beth screaming and right when I heard that I was like oh she's okay like she got away or something like that and then uh, they run out there and they start like looking around and all of a sudden this this shit starts coming through the snow like basically like sharks it's like it's like these things are just tunneling under the the tremors yes they're just like tunneling under the snow and you're like holy crap so then um, Howard gets like caught and like almost pulled under uh, Tom comes by, gets him out, shoots him, and they basically run back to the house or whatnot, and they have to wrap his leg up and everything like that. So it's just basically like all this shit starts like coming down. So of course, then they decide, okay, we don't know what's going on. We're gonna wait till morning uh, to figure the shit out, kind of thing. And they're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna take watch or whatnot. So they basically are sitting there and they're like, yeah, tomorrow morning we'll go out and try to find Beth. But obviously, if you haven't figured it out, people, Beth is dead. Um, or not coming back. Uh, I'm not really actually. Yeah, we'll get into that because I'm not really sure what actually happened to these people. Um, but we'll talk about that when we get. I have to. some clarification on that once it ends. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah. So then all of a sudden, like they were supposed to keep the fire hot, they did not. Uh, one of the other children, the fat one, the well, the slow... fire actually went out and it, it went down to like I think there was only one or two embers left in mm. the chimney. That's why it let something in. Yeah, so all of a sudden you see basically a chain come down with a hook and a gingerbread man on it. (laughs) 
and the kid walks over. This uh, basically one of the kids is uh, I think his name is uh, I think he's the junior Howard Howie Junior. Yeah, that's what they call him. How, yeah. There was Stevie, Jordan, and Howie were the um, parents of uh, the three kids uh, of the sister of the wife. Uh, yeah, I believe Linda is her name, mm-hmm. and uh, Howard. So uh, he comes while he comes he wakes up because this thing starts jingling and making noise and he sees a cookie yay and right off the bat Howie is not the he's brightest. not the brightest bulb like he he like anytime anyone talks to Howie in this movie he literally just stares with him as at stares at him, them with his mouth hanging open it's actually kind of funny but uh, what I really love is whenever he he goes up to like he sees a gingerbread man dangling from the hook. And so instead of, you know, common sense gland is gone. So instead of going, why is there a hook in the chimney? Instead, he goes over and uh, he pulls it. He uh, looks at the gingerbread man and then takes a bite out of the gingerbread's head. And the gingerbread man gets this look on his face like, oh, I can't believe you did that. And he gets really pissed and wraps the chain around Howie. And Howie starts getting pulled up into the chimney. (laughs) Yeah, so that's what, and I just like it's a, it's kind of like that. It actually wasn't really like uh, the the gingerbread man was angry. It was just more like he screamed for a bit, and then he just literally went like. <laughs> well, he was in shock. He was like, "Why would you bite my head?" And then out of vengeance, he wrapped Howie. Like that's kind of what it seemed like. He wrapped Howie in the chain, and then like sent him up and started giggling about it. it so yeah, so creepy. Howie Howie's about to go up to the chimney, and then the entire family like basically grabs him and is just trying to pull him back in. And the mother, Sarah, uh, she has him, and then of sort of the gingerbread man scares her. She lets go. He goes flying up. So already two children are missing. And then finally, like, after all this kind of crazy shit of, like, what did you see uh, and everything like that, then finally the grandma's like, all right, everyone sit down. Let me tell you some shit, right? And she puts the fire back on and everything. Like, like, don't worry about those kids. They're dead. Okay, let's listen up. So she basically starts telling you about the uh, her encounter with Krampus. Uh... I forgot what I was going to say. Dang it. Continue. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, so basically, like, everyone's trying to figure out what the hell is going on. So basically, she starts uh, talking about her first encounter with Krampus, like, where she grew up. It was during, like, the World War, you know, uh, pre the World War II. Uh, and what I like about this sequence, though, I, I, I usually I'm trying to talk more about cinematicry and how things come out. And that's stuff I'm hopefully to talk a little bit more about when we do these podcasts. But this scene that comes up, it's not like a typical scene. So, yeah, they basically they start did going this cool like, animation. It's just it. this like kind of cool looking animation. Basically tells her about pretty much you know what happened. Basically she kind of gave up on believing in Santa Claus and Christmas because her parents were fighting. So she basically was like, I want them to go away. And she goes, St. Nicholas didn't listen to my wish, but Krampus did. Well, the thing that I think that's interesting about that scene too, which actually relates to what I mentioned earlier with the letter being thrown out the window is whenever she gets mad and whenever she decides that she doesn't believe in like the Christmas spirit and she doesn't care anymore, she throws her Santa doll into the fire. Which I thought was like a very, I guess, poignant way of showing like giving up belief because the little boy did that with his letter and now she did that with her Santa doll. So it's literally just showing like a giving up, a, like a physical manifestation in, in as well as like a emotional, like giving up emotionally like i think it's a very interesting way of like how krampus takes that and kind of turns it against you and twists it on you so yeah so and 
the and then like they uh like she says like uh Krampus came and took her parents away and then she thought he was coming back for her but instead he uh he left her there and he basically left this bell which she presents and shows the family after telling the story but she basically it's kind of like trying to show basically it's like yeah i gave you your wish but probably not what you expected and now you have to kind of live with this for the rest of your which is kind of funny because whenever krampus takes her family and leaves like he winks at her before he leaves like haha now he's basically like oh look we have a secret that we're sharing together like it's kind of like a fucked up type of um but I will say this, though. So there's this cool Krampus bell that's in the movie. Um, if anybody knows where I can get my hands on one or if somebody would like to send us one as a podcast, that's what's another thing we want to start doing. We want to start doing some videos and stuff like that. So if people want to send us promotional shit and we'll promote your movies, well, I'm fine with that. Um, but, yeah, so that whole kind of shit happens. And then I believe it's the uh, – let's see. Then something – I'm trying to remember what starts happening then. Then basically after that whole poignant – story uh shit really starts getting interesting um basically um oh that's right when they were trying to save um howie uh one of the logs were kicked out of the fire and set the tree on fire so beth i believe is trying to find no not beth um yeah it's it's the older it's the no her name was linda oh linda Got it. Linda, that's right. Uh, Beth was the daughter. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, when Beth came back out of nowhere, surprise, motherfuckers, this movie just got interesting. No, um, Linda basically trying to kind of maintain her sanity, uh, kind of goes upstairs into the attic area and starts trying to rewrap some of the presents that got damaged. But, of course, uh, some of those presents that got damaged were some of the presents that were in the bag that was mysteriously left on their porch earlier or whatnot. So what what I like about it is she's like looking at the packaging going like, I don't remember any of this guy. And then she kind of gets called downstairs because uh, Howie and Tom are kind of came up with a plan. Well, the thing that I also thought was interesting is whenever she's trying to ra- like she's trying to rewrap the presents and she's looking at these presents and all of a sudden she hears something weird and so she takes the box and she puts it up to her ear and she can hear something clicking. Yes. Like and it sounds kind of like the jack in the box noise and like the da 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 and it's like kind of clicking like in that re- rhythm and she's looking at the box like what is this? Yeah, cuz she's And going then like... you th- so you think that she's going to open the box and you're like oh shit, no 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 yeah, no yeah. no and then she gets called downstairs. And then she's just like yeah, I was just trying to rewrap the presents for the children. Like she still has like this small hope of this maybe is gonna, it can this be is saved, no, yeah. well not even that but just not even like this can be saved just like this is just a bad dream or you know something like that. So basically they devise a plan about um, how they're going to go get the uh, the snowplow, um, come back, pick everybody up, and just start just driving until there's no more snow. Like basically – or like they have a couple of places set up that we're going to go to a mall, which I was all like, ha-ha, mall, like zombie movies or you know a rec center, like all these different things that they can try to kind of do. Um, and then, of course, the two uh, twins – um, I believe one is named Stevie, and the other one, I think I just said her name earlier, and I can't remember. Um, Stevie is is Stevie the one with the glasses or the one? Yeah, without? Stevie and Jordan. Oh, that's right. Uh, Stevie and Jordan basically they have to go to the bath. One of them has to go to the bathroom, so the other one's coming with them or whatnot. And then all of a sudden they're hearing uh Beth. Like, they're hearing, like, Beth, like... Calling from upstairs. Calling, yeah. From like the a, attic. From actually. the attic. They're like, Beth, what are you doing? Like, what? we've been looking for you. We've been scared shitless. Like, all this kind of stuff. Then they go in there, and then, of course, you hear screaming. So, um, Howie... Howard stays downstairs to guard everybody because he's got the bum leg. So, he's like, look, I'll stay here. I'll keep these kids safe. You guys go investigate. So, it's Linda, um, 
Sarah and Tom go upstairs to figure out, okay, what the hell happened. And this is where shit hit the fan, not for me, but for Anna. Do you want to talk about this? Not really, but I will. So basically, is it? I don't know if it's Stevie or Jordan. I think it's Stevie is getting pulled into this creepy-ass jack-in-the-box that's a motherfucking clown with a giant-ass mouth with a jaw that unhinges, like, basically splits in the middle and unhinges. And I was like, okay, I can't watch this because I don't like clowns. I don't like things that have to do with little children. It freaks me the fuck out. I won't even watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space because I don't want to see a fucking movie with fucking clowns because they are fucking scary. I even freaked out in the part in Zombieland whenever the zombie comes on like underneath the stall and tries to like in his imagination or no, not even not the one in his imagination, but whenever the zombie clown attacks him in the amusement park, that freaked me out because clowns scare me. So basically, she's being eaten by this. Creepy ass Jack uh, in the what Box. What did they thing. say? So they I run started... into the attics and witness a large Jack in the Box monster swallowing Jordan whole. Oh, it's Jordan. Jordan. Uh, as they are attacked by monstrous toys. This is in the uh, Wikipedia one. So, what, I, what? Okay, now I'll have to share this. Now, I thought what I really liked about this is this movie barely used any CGI. They used That's CGI right. when they needed to use it, but most of the stuff was practical effects, which I thought was very awesome. They did a lot of great makeup and a great work and stuff like that. So, this thing is like an animatronic whatever not thing that they built and i thought it was amazing looking now this happens and already anna's in the theater going i can't watch this i can't watch this tell me when it's over so i told her and actually yes i was nice and when the thing was gone i was like it's done but of course i didn't know what was coming next (laughs) so that thing leaves and she's like okay we start watching and all of a sudden a fucking demon angel toy falls from the ground like a doll and, and it's the creepiest fucking thing ever because I've always said the creepiest thing that you can ever have in a movie is a little child walking down a hallway wearing a white nightgown, holding a knife, and singing like a nursery rhyme. That shit scares the fuck out of me. So what do they have? They have a demonic angel attacking people. So at that point I was like, all right, I have to pee. And I basically ran out of the theater for five minutes. So Anna left, and then basically, what I, my favorite part is is uh, Adam Scott, uh, his character Tom. Uh, he just had this ongoing line throughout the entire movie, which it just fit perfectly. He every time shit just happens, he's just like, "Oh come on!" So basically, it's like that thing starts attacking uh, Sarah. Uh, Linda's losing it because she just saw her son get swallowed by this Jack of the Box daughter. thing. Um, son, daughter. Well, they treated him like sons. Um, then there's all this, uh, like, then there's, like, uh, what's it? Then there's, like, this creepy-ass teddy bear that comes out of nowhere with, like, these fangs and everything like that. And then all of a sudden, like, Tom gets attacked by, like, this, like, creepy-ass, like, Transformer demon thing. And starts sta- and literally, like, it jumps on him. He's like, oh, come on! And then stabs him in the back. He's like, oh, come on! Like, kind of thing. <laughs> so then what I love is um, uh, Linda starts seeing this uh, jack-in-the-box thing starts, like, trying to escape. Bring it back. Okay, yes. Uh, I was just going to say, while all that's going on downstairs, then Howard hears a weird noise in the kitchen, so he goes to investigate. And this actually happened, like, during the attic scene, so I saw some parts of it. But basically, he goes in there to investigate, and there is a gingerbread house sitting on the counter that was being worked on and was, I don't know if it was unfinished or what, but... 
he hears like giggling and laughing and stuff like that in the kitchen. So he goes to investigate and there's this awesome shot that I absolutely loved. There's there's this part where it shows him walking past a gingerbread house and you see like a gingerbread man, like look out through one of the windows and then like snuff out the lights in the gingerbread house and then kind of like duck down again. I was like, that is so creepy. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot. So yeah, this is like a dual thing of what's going on upstairs and downstairs. So, um, double whammy, double whammy. Basically. Yeah. Like I said, all shit pretty much hits the fan at this point with the movie um like like i said it starts off very slow but it gives you a lot of fucking action stuff um then all of a sudden yeah so all the shit's going down and then as soon as uh linda notices this jack-in-the-box thing is trying to escape in the vet it's like all of a sudden she just fucking loses it so she basically grabs this axe that sarah brought upstairs and she's literally doing this like she fucking she fucking nails the teddy bear thing in the eye she fucking runs over and cuts uh sarah down because like the angel was like hanging her at this point or whatnot and just like beats the fuck out of that thing and then it sucked though because she literally was just like um oh yeah she knocks out the thing with uh oh no no the thing's still attacking tom but she basically goes over to the vent to try to kill this like jack-in-the-box thing but like she was way too slow and it like went into the vent or whatnot um but it was just funny, and then all of a sudden, uh, Sarah picks up the gun and just shoots that fucking thing off of Tom's back or whatnot. So as that all, like, you're like, oh, that's all great. So then uh, Howard's downstairs dealing with these demonized uh, uh, gingerbread men, and they pick up a nail gun and start shooting at him. And he's like, oh, fuck, you know, trying to, like, do that. And the, what I love is, like, he holds, like, this uh, this thing up. The nails are going through and everything like that. And then finally he looks over, and he sees, like, this lantern that's over by the gingerbread man. So he just literally pops his shotgun and just shoots that off and just sets them both on fire. And they all fall to the ground. What I love, one is just dead, burning to death. And then they finally just start running at him. And he's just like, oh, what the? Come on. Like, son of a bitch. Like, kind of thing. Because they're coming at him still. So he kills one. And then one does, like, this little, like, jump and misses his bullet. So you think he's going to get, like, you know, mangled or whatnot. And all of a sudden you see that they have a dog, which he had the dog. He wanted to do stuff before. And he's like, useless mutt. And the dog just eats the gingerbread cookies. You're like, all right. So the dog did its thing. So then they basically all run back to the living room and it's all and my favorite. One of the great lines in this thing was they're like, he's like, what the hell happened upstairs? They're like, no, you don't know. He's like, I was just attacked by three little gingerbread cookies in the thing. And he's like, whatever comes my way, I think I'm good. And then all of a sudden there, you can hear the, the Jack of the box creatures up in the vents trying to get out of the house. But since they sealed everything up when all the shit hit the fan where they didn't know what was going on. So they bordered themselves up. This thing can't get out of the vent and it can't get out of the house. Then all of a sudden, right when he says that this thing just fucking just crashes through the living room and everyone's like, what the fuck? And then the teddy bear's back. All these things are back. So they're trying to kill that. And then they finally like put the lights out. And then all of a sudden, uh, the grandma, uh, is all like, oh no, elves. And you're like, so right off the bat, when you hear that, because I'm like, there's so much shit already that they're dealing with right now. Like, they didn't even kill half of these toys that are fucking demonic and destroying things like that. Then she mentions elves, and all of a sudden the window breaks, and all these fucking elf creature things. And, like, I don't know what their actual faces are because they're all, like, wearing these masks. So I guarantee next year at Comic-Con or even the next, uh, uh, fan fest uh, they'll have during the winter time. I'm pretty sure someone's going to dress us as a dress up as a Krampus and probably have a shit ton of these elves things with them or whatnot. But I will say this: so there is a baby in this movie, and the baby's sitting on the floor. And right when kind of all the elves jumped in, all of a sudden I was just like, "Where's David Bowie?" <laughs> I'm, this is really turning into the labyrinth right now. Like that's the one part that kind of pulled me a little. Like I was just like I was just like, "Have you heard of the Krampus? What Krampus? <laughs> Krampus with the power? What power? The power of Christmas or some crap?" Um. But yeah, I was just like, where's David Bowie? But of course, they grab the baby. Uh, they latch a chain onto the jack-in-the-box thing. 
Well, what kind of creeped me out, too, is whenever the elves started pouring through the window, like, all the creepy, like, attacking toys were like, oh, and, like, went to give hugs to the elves. I was like, what the fuck? Well, they're all kin and stuff like that. So, yeah, basically all this shit's going crazy, and then uh, they uh, they carry off, uh, oh, yeah, Dorothy, um, the that was the other, the, the sister's aunt. Um, oh, yeah. And Dorothy, uh, she was the one that, uh, she basically gets carried off. Out of the fire. She just goes, and then, I'll see you in hell. Yeah, I'll she see you in hell. Uh, the baby gets taken. Howard and the jack-o'-lantern in the box uh, get taken away. And then Krampus is heading, landing on the roof. And the remaining family members are like, okay, we got to make it to the snowplow. We got to do something. But the grandmother decides she's going to stay behind um, and try to basically, basically try to um, distract, distract Krampus. Krampus. So this is the weirdest part. So... Krampus, you really don't see too much of him in the movie, but when you finally do, it was kind of in full makeup, full costume, full whatever. I got to find out the special who did the special effects on this because it was actually kind of cool. And it was a different take on Krampus because every time I've seen a rendition of Krampus, it's always been almost pretty much looking like Satan. Or a goat. Or a satanic goat. Well, that's Satan, isn't it? Satan's no. A- Yep. Not always. Anyways. A South Park, Christmas, uh, Simpsons, everybody always depicts him as a half man, half goat thing. Uh, yes. Um, the only time they didn't do that was Constantine, where they actually just had the devil in the white suit. <laughs> Anyways. But yes, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, this is whenever I really noticed like the, the grandma the most, because this is the point whenever she got really calm, she locked everybody out of the house and said, just go, just go, just go. And so she's literally like, it, and it like you really get the feeling of intimidation because she's she's just this little tiny old woman and she's standing in the middle of the living room and Krampus straight is ripping the wall coming through the chimney and he just explodes through the chimney and he's this massive figure with chains and bells and she's just standing there looking up at him like What's up? <laughs> so I'm not sure if it's his actual face or just a mask uh, when you look at the Krampus in this movie because it could kind of go either way, but it really just looks like a hollowed out like Santa Claus face. I'm pretty sure that it was his actual face. His actual face. Well, I wasn't yeah. sure because it could go like either way with it, but it just basically looks like this kind of like. Well, I kind of have a theory with the elves. Like I think the elves are probably like his Krampus's elves are probably either the people like the the people that he took their families before or like people that have been taken that kind of got like twisted and maybe that's why they're wearing the masks or something to kind of like but i think that that's that's my theory at least as to what the elves oh, are oh where he gets his like helpers basically it's mm-hmm. all the kidnapped children's and then he can e- yeah them. either the like the ki- the the children that asked for their families to be taken away and then he got them as helpers or maybe like some of the people that he kidnapped have been so twisted and corrupted by what's going on that they've become his helpers so yeah so when you do finally get to see uh krampus it's it's fucking like holy it's shit worth it. i think they did a really good job on his uh, character uh, of course then he opens a bag like he's very just very intimidating to this old woman opens his bag and all these toys pretty much jump out and and kill her funny part is is i, I we'll talk about what i would have done with some of the movie scenes which uh, that's just me being the uh person that i am but so basically grandma's gone uh, then all of a sudden they're running to the, uh, they're running to the snow plow and shit's still hitting the fan. Um, basically there's the shit coming through the snow again, like tremors. Um, it basically grabs, uh, oh yeah, Tom decides, he goes, you guys go on ahead. I'm going to hold them off kind of thing. Um, 
Which was really like it was sad and like poignant and like it was because like you really get to liking Tom like he was honestly well, one of my favorite characters because he was really awesome and like well, I was so sad that he died. Well, it's not even that, but it's like you kind of grow attached to some of these characters. You kind of, but it, it's actually kind of cool because you do see the part where like he literally runs out of ammo and he just kind of turns around, looks at his wife, says "I love you," and just kind of closes his eyes and realizes, "Okay, I'm I'm done," you know, kind of thing. It's like you there's some there's funny there's people who usually accept their death in movie which I always think is kind of more badass than people's kicking and screaming on their way out. Um, kind of like with the Christian well, cri- poignant, uh, not kicking and screaming Christian Bale in the movie. Um, I think it was Christian Bale or who was it? It was either Christian Bale or somebody else with, uh, that was in the movie with him, but it was that weird dragon movie. Like dragons were living, like they found a dragon age, destroyed the entire world. And then dragons are now like the new threat and everybody's living underground or whatnot. I totally forget what the movie is, but I don't think I've seen that movie. There's one part where just like the guy's going to die. He has no way out or whatnot. And there's like the mother dragon looking at him instead of being like, Oh, he literally takes an axe, jumps off this building, and just is like, ah! you're just like, you know, it's not gonna work. But you're like, hey, you gotta, give, I gotta give credits, credit, credits too. You know, hey, I'm thankful for all the dead people because you know what? At least they tried. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he accepts that, and they finally get to the snowplow, and of course, Sarah and Linda are just—they're getting attacked. They're getting pulled under the snow. It's Stevie, and I don't even remember the kid's name. Um, Jim, I don't know. <laughs> I want to say Tom, but I don't know if that was no, it. No, that's that's um, the guy. <laughs> no, I know that was yeah. the guy. Maybe Tommy Jr. I don't know. Um, we'll just call him Krampus Shitballs. Um, <laughs> well, I don't think you can call him Krampus Shitballs because you need to come up with a nickname for him. Then. Uh, Krampus Shitballs. Um, anyway, so KSB. yeah, so basically, shits in the fan. Uh, the girl gets kidnapped from the thing, and the, basically. Everyone just kind of leaves the little boy alone, who basically started this whole thing, ripped up his Christmas list, threw it out there, and uh, they basically it's just this kid, you know, alone in this winter wonderland of death and stuff like that. So he's just like, like, what do I do, kind of thing, you know? And then, uh, oh yeah, that's what happens. A little piece of paper falls down over by him feet in the snow, and he pulls it up, and he realizes it's his note. It, but well, oh wait, Krampus dropped. Krampus took his, took Stevie and then dropped a bundle. And whenever he opened up the bundle, he realized it was his letter to Santa wrapped around a Krampus bell. Bell. So then all of a sudden you see uh, he kind of gets this, like, attitude to him, the little kid, where he's just like, okay, well, fuck this shit. And he actually kind of uh, tracks uh, Krampus. And it's kind of weird because it's like you see Krampus and he has, like, a sleigh and all of his little toys and demons and everything is just kind of having a party. They're all like, yay! Like, hey, we did good. Everyone's happy. Like, great, great. Jo- it was like forest orgy. It was almost like it was almost like uh, you ever see the ending credits to Saturday Night Live after every show. Oh, all like, yeah. Hey, yeah. And they're all having like the after. It was like an after party. It was kind of like uh, this kind of weird thing. So basically, oh, Max, that's his name. Max to the Max. Um, really? Mighty Max. There we go. I winged it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he basically shows up and he starts like yelling like, hey, take me. You know, he's just trying to say, give back my I'll take back my wish. I'll do all this stuff. He um, threw the bell at Krampus, and it started melting into the snow. He said, I take my wish back. Just bring my family back. He said, you can have me instead. Mm-hmm. So Krampus, like, basically, they're about to throw Stevie into this huge hole in the ground that opened up, like, after he threw the bell. And it's just, like, this molten lava is, like, flowing underneath. And Krampus jumps across the hole and just looks straight at the kid. And uh, the kid like climbs up. Max climbs up and is talking to Krampus, and he goes, "I just want my family back." And he starts crying, which is 
rather depressing. Um, but what I think is kind of funny is like you kind of expect like okay, is evil going to get evil do? You know, like usually horror movies, you kind of have that moment where someone steps up and they're able to do something. And I was kind of like, all right, maybe he takes back and crap is like, okay, you show me things of his way. But then what I love is he kind of fucking just laughs at him, and everybody else kind of laughs, and he literally just grabs the kid's head. With his hands, drags him over to the pit and just is like, bye. Just lets him go. And he follows the thing. And, of course, then Max wakes up and he's in his bed Christmas morning. And me, I was like, right off the bat, I was like, all right, you have two ways you're going to go. And I know exactly which way you're going to go. So, spoilers again. If you've listened to all this, you've not seen the movie, I'm giving you another spoiler. So he wakes up. It's like it's like a wonderful life. Everything's okay. He comes downstairs. His family, everybody's there. It's like Christmas. Everything's great. And he's all like, wait a minute. Everything seems too good to be kind of true. Like, yeah, and everyone, everyone was happy. Everyone's and really having happy fun. and having fun. And he's like, okay, okay. And then he kind of opens, he gets a gift. And he opens Which it. Which actually, I think his grandma handed him the gift. Yeah, his grandma hands him the gift and he opens it. And then he pulls out the Krampus bell and realizes, wait a minute. And at that point, while he's holding the bell, everyone else in the room looks over and sees him holding the bell. And they all get really quiet. And like they show this little flashback going through each person's head of what happened that night before. And so all of them kind of get this stunned look on their faces like, oh, shit, that did happen, didn't it? And then basically it pans out. And, of course, I called it. Um, they pan out. I'm like, really? They kind of put the ending on the poster? Good job, guys. Uh, pans out, and you see their house is in a globe, a Christmas globe, you know, those snow, uh, globe, snow yeah. globes, and it's put on, like, a shelf that Krampus seems to have a whole bunch of these. And I'm like, okay, it's kind of cool. I guess you kind of leave it up for there could be another one, or there could be he's done this before, or he's just this almighty kind of spirit. It's kind of like, okay, the bad guy kind of wins in this one, which I have no problem with, because it's kind of cool to kind of see that sometimes. But I would have really loved a fuck you moment in this movie where they could say fuck three times and I would have said like and I say this and of course people keep and I was poking holes in my whole theory but I'm like okay I would have to rewrite parts of the movie so it could fit but hear me out on this the kid leaves the truck he goes over to Krampus okay he's begging for his family back and everything Krampus jumps in front of him when he laughs at him he just goes hey Merry Christmas motherfucker and he has the shotgun that has one shot left in it and he blows Krampus's face and he falls into the pit and then everything is saved which First of all, he would have to find his father's dead body. <sighs> Again, I said I would the, have to rewrite the movie. That's why I said that beforehand. Holding the shotgun that ran out of bullets, find a bullet, pop it into the shot into the shotgun, and then go find Krampus and somehow hide a giant ass shotgun on his person, on his little tiny person, until Krampus it just ends up being a dick. Hey, it could yeah, again. Although I also re- thought it was actually kind of funny slash twisted that <coughs> that um whenever the little boy, whenever Max starts crying, Krampus like literally because at that moment you're like, oh, okay, you know he's gonna be nice, whatever. Krampus takes his like the tear on his cheek, looks at it, and starts laughing. Yeah. And you're like, wow, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's a twisted fun horror comedy. Um, I liked it. I thought it was a great. Uh, again, like I said, it was a great holiday film and stuff like that. Before we dive into uh, like our actual like what we like about the movie, what we didn't like about the movie, and we gave a rating, we also like to take a look at what critics and other people thought about this movie. Now, IMDb was a little bit kinder than I think uh, Rotten Tomatoes as usual, but IMDb, I believe, gave this movie a, a seven point zero. 
which honestly I think that fits perfectly with it. Um, I mean, it did have a couple of stuff in it that I didn't see coming that I was like, oh, this is really kind of you know cool. And it was and again, this is the first time we've ever seen a Krampus movie. I guarantee after this movie, there's going to be a shit ton more, and it's either going to be really good, really bad, or the market's going to get saturated with Krampus movies for the rest of the day, the time. Um, of course, then I believe Rotten Tomatoes. It wasn't too harsh. It almost was the same amount, but I think it was just a sixty-nine percent. Uh, okay, yeah, they gave it a 64%, and critics gave it a 65%. Um, Which, actually, it was rated, like, 70% by the audience whenever we last looked. Yeah. So it looks like it dropped a bit. Well, here's, uh, I'll put it this way. They gave Hunger Games Mockingjay 70%, Krampus was 64 The Good Dinosaur was 77 Creed was 92 and then everything, uh, Peanuts movie, oh, surprise, wow, I am flabbergasted by this. Peanuts movie got 85%, did not see that. I did. Wow. I would figure they would probably rate that lower for whatever reason, because they hate Charlie Brown and Christian stuff and whatever not. Um, yeah, they're really big onto, like... Indie films. Yeah, I'm like, eh. They're like, oh, 98%. It's like, it's just because they had a lesbian sex scene. Shut up. Um, I'll put it this way. So, okay, so our review of Krampus, uh, or our take on Krampus, what did you like about the movie, what you didn't like about the movie, and maybe what surprised you, like, after seeing the previews and everything that, that you didn't see coming, that you were kind of like, holy shit. Um, I really liked the intro, and I really liked how the story progressed. Um, I don't know. I thought that the... Like, I gotta say, the whole, like, running to the truck thing was very cliche, but for the most part, I really didn't have... And then the kid running after Krampus, so I was like, ooh, big surprise there. But I thought it was kind of clever that they had that little twist. Like, I figured it out as soon as he went downstairs, but whenever they had that twist of he woke up in his bed, you're like, oh, maybe everything's okay. Maybe Krampus isn't such an asshole after all. And you're like, oh, wait, yes, he is. But... I liked the movie overall. I thought it was really good. I thought even though it had some like a couple cliche moments, like it was kind of hard to avoid, especially with like the turn that the story took. Mm-hmm. I hated the clown. Of course, hated the clown. But I will say, I will give it its due. It was extremely creepy, and it definitely fit in with the theme of the movie. So. Ooh, we might have to start doing a creepy clown rating for you. Anytime there's a creepy clown in a movie, we'll start it off here or whatnot, but we'll have to, we'll have to, okay, so we'll compare it, well, this is the two comparisons that we'll do right now. So as we saw the remake of Poltergeist, which we will talk about oh, that, yeah. so there was a clown in that one, and there was a clown in this one, which one do you think was worse? And basically what ends up happening every every week, people, when we run into a movie where we watch a movie that there's a creepy clown in or whatnot, are two, so we figure out which one was worse. And then whichever one wins that worst one, we have that one and the new one that pops in. And then we try to compare it to that one. So we'll see if the the one that Anna picks now will be the top contender for how many weeks. I would say that Krampus has the creepier clown. Okay, so you think the Jack in the Box clown was way creepier than the Poltergeist clown in the remake. Correct, because of the jaw splitting slash unhinging thing. That okay. was just... And also, whenever Stevie or Jordan, whichever one it was, like came out, like she's all covered in like slime, and I was like, is that like like intestinal or not like, but like, uh, oh, what's it called? Like stomach acid or something? Like it was just like really, really disgusting. Yeah, it was disgusting and creepy and shit you don't want to think about. Um, but. Overall, do you want me to give my rating now? Yeah, like I was saying, that's what we're that's what okay. I was asking, like what you like, what you didn't like, and now we have this new 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 rating system of creepy clowns. Okay, so I yes, may, I might have to make clown, a segment now yeah. where I'll have play a song and be like, 
Anna's creepy cloud of the week. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess it's just less creepy through headphones whenever you do that stupid laugh. But um yeah, so I would say goriness factor was probably four out of five bloody popcorns. Because it was actually pretty gory, especially for PG-13. I was kind of surprised. Mm. And they even did say the F word twice, which I was very proud of them. Yes. Um, overall rating of the movie, I would say four out of five. Four out of five? I would say four and a half, but uh, not quite to four and a half. So. Very good, very good. Um, me, I, like I said, I enjoyed this movie. It's, it's going to be probably one of those movies that I watch every Christmas season now. Um, I thought, again, I think, uh, picking, uh, doing less CGI and more, uh, practical effects and makeup and stuff like that, I think it looks just so much better in a movie these days. And I really wish more, I understand again, you need CGI when you need CGI, but certain things you don't need CGI. And I think it looked fantastic. Um, I actually kind of want the director now, Michael, uh, Dorothy to uh, basically do more holiday horror movies now. Yeah, actually, I was gonna say I think that's probably Michael Doherty's thing, go, like go to for movies, is to do as little CGI as possible. Because also in Trick or Treat, it was all basic effects. Like I don't know that there was. Well, there was a little bit of CGI for uh, Sammy's face, for Sam's face, but other than that, not like, really. Most of it was animatronic. Was, yeah, like there was a tiny, tiny, tiny bit, but like most of it was just all like basic effects. Like you know, it was it was awesome, and I love that movie for it. Actually, I'm gonna pitch an idea for uh, the director right now. Okay, start building your monster movie universe. Okay, you have Krampus, you have Sam. Now I want you to make some other ones, and then you can do a the killer team. Easter bunny. You do a team up movie with all these characters in it to try to save the holidays. Do a holiday it monster basically, mash. Basically, it would be a better it would be a better guardian uh, the the Rise of the Guardians movie. It'll be the dark version of that. It'll be like the Dark Justice League, but with these monsters. It's the Holiday Monster Mash. The Holiday Monster. Now we get. I'll come up with a better. Yeah, Holiday Monster something or other. Well, because didn't they? What was it called? Whenever they did that with the the old monster movies. With that was like, called. Uh, that was called the Monster Squad. Oh, monster but that was just squad. the name of the kids in the movie because they were big on monster fans, and then these things came into their. Yeah. No, I meant with like the the black and white. Uh, with uh, Dracula and um, like the mummy and all that kind of shit. I guess you have no idea what I'm talking about. Anyways. No, I do know what you're talking about. You're talking about the old classic monsters. And mm-hmm. when they finally teamed up in a movie together, you mean? Okay, first off, they never really did that. There was Abbott Costello like meets Frankenstein. Oh, I thought they, they, they attempted that. but the ol- No, they, they want to do that now. Basically, the only time we've ever seen all the monsters on screen like that was a movie called The Monster Squad. Oh, whenever they all... And that's when they all got together because Dracula had a plan to take over the world or some... I don't know. I forget. It's a good movie, though, but I can't remember the entire actual plot line and stuff like that but it's something again we will wa- we'll probably watch that during halloween because it's a great movie mashup but what i'm saying is what they're trying to do now when they rebooted the when they did the dracula and they want to do a frankenstein movie and they're trying to do all these things because they want to build like a marvel universe thing but then they want to put all the monsters together and so michael doherty in charge of putting that movie together because he would do awesome well, no, I don't want him to do that movie. I want him to put these, now his own kind of, oh. like, Sam, and then put the Krampus in there, and they build, like, a e- demon Easter bunny, like, all this stuff. Like, I want him to start making all these holiday films, build that universe with them, and then they all team up for something. <laughs> for Fourth of July, you could have an evil Uncle Sam. <laughs> that Isn't that just Uncle best. Sam? No. Oh. Eh. Well, if you want to be political about it, yeah. But, I mean, just, you know. Anyway, so yes, I I want him to do more of these movies. I think the movie's fun. It's great. If uh, 
it's got comedy, it's got horror in it, it's got the you know, it's kind of predictable. It's you know, cliche and stuff like that. But again, it's something we haven't seen before, and I think it's a great thing. I would give the movie about a four out of five with the, the popcorn because I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It was funny. Um, and then Bloody Factor, yeah, I thought actually I don't know if it was that bloody. It was kind of it was violent more than it was bloody. Yeah, um, maybe it was like more of like a like I would say maybe a three out of five. Medium spattering of um, there blood. was some stuff where you're like holy crap and stuff like that, but not really not really too gory. It was more of a scare factor and like things jumping out and stuff like that. And so. I will say he did a very good job with the things jumping out because normally like you can see whenever something's coming and he surprised you with it constantly and he did a very good job of that. And there were several times where I'm like, oh shit, something's going to happen, and it didn't. So well, what I loved about, I mean, especially a great part in that when you were just talking about that, like when they went up to the attic to get the girls, like I did not expect a jack-in-the-box eating somebody. Uh, and then I thought that was the only thing that was going to be in the attic, and then all this other shit like comes down from the raptors and stuff. So I mean, like they had a pretty good idea. Like shit hit the fan. Uh, like okay, I'll put it this way: when shit hits the fan, shit hits the fan. It wasn't just like we just have to deal with the. Oh no, there's more shit we have to deal with. It's like it was a nonstop. It's of, literally, oh come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, it was a. I would give this a oh come on moment. Uh, four out of five. Um, yeah, so if, you, if you're if you a big horror fan, you want to see a, a Christmas movie uh, this holiday season, um, honestly, I don't know if you want to bring the kids to this. We did see some kids in this movie. Uh, I wouldn't have brought kids I, to this. I don't no. think I would have. It's just like just like people brought their kids to Poltergeist, and I was like, why? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I think that's going to wrap up this episode of uh, the Not Another Be Horrorcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, um, next week we're going to be watching – oh, yeah, let me talk about that. So next week we're going to be watching the movie called P2. That's the letter P and 2. Uh, it came out in 2007. Uh, we found it on Hulu Plus. So if you have Hulu Plus, go ahead and check it out. This uh, movie takes place during Christmas Eve. Um, it's about a woman who is working way, way too late on Christmas Eve, uh, goes into the parking structure, and let's just say a lot of bad things don't uh, – it doesn't – it's not her night. Um, that's a little sunups I will give you guys uh, for this movie. So that's the movie we're watching next week. So if you want to watch it, and then we'll talk about it next for, uh, Thursday on uh, the next horror podcast. And I and interestingly enough, the one of the people, one of the actors in this movie is actually the boyfriend in the movie American Beauty, and he also plays uh, Satan's son and Ghost Rider. That's right. So, and he actually. I like how yeah. you don't like to save any of this information for the actual podcast. We'll be talking about the movie because that's why I like. Well, to... I figured if people are watching it, and they're like, "Where do I know him from?" Like, at least Ooh. I know. Is that how we watch movies? Yes. Where that man from? Um, Ooh. what has he been in lately? Uh, nothing. Um, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I don't know if P two was his last movie choice. Um. But yes, go ahead and check that out because I, I think that might wrap up our um, our, uh, our our podcasting for the year. I'm not sure if we're taking any time off during the holiday season because you know we all want to spend time with our friends and family. So, uh, but yes, we do have a couple of movies lined up for of uh, course in January. If we can find another movie, we're still desperately looking for another movie to finish off the Christmas season. But uh, we'll see what happens. But go ahead and check out Krampus. And before we go, definitely check out. Our Facebook page, uh, not another B Horrorcast. Give us a like, give us a comment, give us a topic, give us anything else you want to talk about um, on there as well. And don't forget to follow us on the Twitter at B Horrorcast. And uh, Anna, do you have anything else uh, you want to plug? 
or anything else people can find you on or uh, all that good stuff? I got nothing. Just hit us up on the horror uh, web or the horror page if you want to talk to me or to Steve. Um, or you can also hit us up on, like he said, you can hit us up on Twitter at BeHorrorCast. Um, yes, but yeah, I think I think uh, the the creepy clown uh, scale. I think that's going to be a new new thing every time we watch a movie with a creepy clown in it or whatnot. We'll we'll try to range it or whatnot. But I guess until uh huh. Yes, yeah, so that works. So it's just again new gimmicks that we're trying to come up with for this podcast. We're still trying to find our footing. Again, this is I believe episode eight, so we're two more away from actually being a podcast. But uh, that's all I have. And of course, if you do want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at uh, Stephen Mooney Jr. on the Twitter, and of course. All the other fucking shows I'm on the network. Uh, but I guess that's going to wrap up this episode. Uh, and I guess, Anna, take us away with that line that I have no idea what it means. Carpe Noctum. It's the most wonderful time of the with the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the half happiest season of all. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com.